What a friend we've got in Jesus tonight. Where would we be tonight as Gentiles if it wasn't for the man called Jesus? It's been 2,000 years, maybe a little, little over, but you know what? He's alive and well. He wants to walk in this service and touch our lives and minister to us. If you would, give me just a few minutes here tonight. I, I would like to preach for at least a few minutes. Danny, it's good to see you tonight. Appreciate you coming, man. God bless you. Amen. Let's get a good hand tonight. Always appreciate all of our guests. Mr. Gadge, good to see you and all of you that's in this house tonight. God's in the saving business. God's in the healing business. This is the best life that anybody can live. It's living for Jesus Christ. Lust won't send you nothing but down a, a, a dead-end road. Hallelujah. The devil and his lying, deceiving ways. Jesus is the only one with true words. Jesus is the only door to salvation. He's the only way to true peace and true joy and true life. Even in this life, amen, everything the devil has, has, has uh, put out there and, and advertised and all of that, I'm telling you, amen, it's a dead-end road. But I'm glad to know Jesus tonight. How about you? To know him through the power of the Holy Ghost. Got your Bible, 2 Kings 19, 1 and 4. I'll just get started on this tonight. I won't by no means finish it. Amen. That's all right. Hallelujah. God knows what he's doing. We need his mercy, don't we? We need his mercy every day. We need his grace. I haven't made this journey. I haven't finished this course. Amen. I'm, I'm still got to, you know, the Bible said you're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Amen. But I'm telling you what, that devil will blind us if we'll let him. If we're not careful. Amen. He'll blind us. We'll get caught up into things that we ought not to. I know I'm going to a different scripture here tonight than the normal, you know, I know, I know we're still talking about the pandemic. We're going to talk about the, the prayer of Jesus and, and where it's at. But, but with the time I've got, let me do it this way. 2 Kings 19, 1 and 4. It came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it. That he rent his clothes and he covered himself with sackcloth. Sackcloth is a very coarse material. Rent his clothes. He took off his kingship and that robe and everything that would cause comfortable or beauty or impress people. And like he's on top of the world and got all the answers and all lives together. Now he, he rent his clothes. Amen. He took that put on sackcloth because he's in a very dire situation and a very serious situation he's facing at this moment in his time in his kingship. And so he went. What's the next thing he does? Man, he went, what? Into the house of the Lord. Man, when you're in trouble, the best place you can run is the house of God. I know we have a tendency, amen, and let's just be honest. A lot of times that's the last place we want to come. But I'm telling you, when we're in trouble and we're facing a day of trouble, the house of God is, is a place to come. But you know what? The house of God's a place to come when you don't have any troubles. Because the house of God will help you help keep you out of trouble. Amen. But one thing about it, if you're faithful in the good days, you know what? He'll be faithful to you in the bad days. But you know what? Still, if a bad day of my life, I'm still coming. Amen. I'm coming to the house of God regardless of how faithful I've been. I'm still going to make my way to the house of God. I'm going to take that as a sign. Amen. I want to go to the house of God because I want to change in my life. Amen. And he sent Elikam, which was over the household, and him to the scribe and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble. This day is a day of trouble. And of rebuke and blaspheming. For the children are come to birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. 
Folks, I'm going to tell you something. We need a brand new baptism of the anointing of God. We need a brand, brand new baptism of the unction of the Holy Ghost. We need a brand new baptism of strength and energy that comes from heaven. It doesn't come from any other resources or any other places. You can go to any uh, Walmarts and, and drug stores and places like that. And there's more, amen, to, uh, medicines and sold there, amen, talking about adding strength and giving energy and doing all these other things. But I'm here to tell you, I'll tell you the energy we need is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Where the energy you and I need is the unction that comes from the Holy Ghost. That's what you and I need, amen. We need to make up in our minds that we're going to go to the house of God. And we didn't come just to find a chair to sit in, but we come to worship this God. We come get in tune of the Holy Ghost. We come, amen, to, to receive, amen, but also to give. We come to be changed before we leave this house. You can leave this house drunk under the power of the Holy Ghost. You can leave this house with a peace like you ain't never experienced. You can leave this house with a joy, amen. The Bible said it's joy unspeakable, full of glory. This thing is going to happen in the house of God. And there's not a better time and a better, better generation for revival to take place and for people to find answers. You're not going to find it in the doctors. You're not going to find it in your lawyers. You're not going to find it in your bankers. You're not going to find it in your bankers. You're going to find it in the house of God. Amen. It's a day of trouble. And so it's a day we need to come to the house of God and be faithful to the house of God. Amen. Because this is where we're going to find our answers. Lord bless you tonight. You may be seated. Lord help us do a good job here tonight. Amen. As we look at this. I'd love to uh, take you to a few places before we go into it. First of all, let me just mention to you. Hezekiah, you know, at this particular place, a lot of things transpired before this took place in his life. Amen. As he had became the king of Judah. Judah, amen. And let me tell you this. He wouldn't hand it to him on a silver platter. He wouldn't hand it to him with a golden spoon. Amen. Hallelujah. 25 years of age, I believe, if my memory serves me right. Hallelujah. Then, but yet his father Ahaz prior to him. Ahaz had already sold them out. He had followed the ways of the king of Israel. He was a wicked king. He was an evil king. He had shut down the house of God. He had closed the doors of the house of God. He had taken out the altars. But he had given himself to worship a Baal. He had given himself over, amen, to the worlds and the things of the world. Amen. And walking after the kings of, of, of all the kings of Israel. And if you'll go back and study, you'll see not one single king of Israel was a good king. The only good kings you read about, amen, was the kings of Judah. Amen. And Hezekiah was one of the best known him and Josiah, amen, to be reformers and revivalists, amen, for Judah, amen, and their circumstance and their situation. And so as you take a, and go back and read the scriptures and watch them begins and what unfolds and what begins to take place. And so whenever uh, Hezekiah took over the leadership and the kingship, amen, uh, of what's going to take place and what's going to happen here, one of the first things you begin to see him do. He rebuilds the temple. Amen. He rebuilds the temple. He goes back in. He rehangs the doors. He reopens the doors. If it's ever been a time, we ought to have more church. Hallelujah. We ought to have more revivals. We want to have more visitations to the house of God. I'm glad you're so excited about that. I'm glad you're just beside yourself on this week tonight. That amen. I'd rather be in the house of God than any place I know. I'd rather be in the presence of God or among God's people than any place I know. There's a joy and a peace and excitement I can get it. You're not going to get it from any other place. You're not going to get it from other, any other resource. You're not going to find any other place of element. Hallelujah. What you can find here at this house tonight. This is the gateway to heaven. This is the only thing that's going to keep you and I out of hell. It's coming to the house of God and be a favor the house of God. And better than that, we become the temple of the Holy Ghost. So as you watch Hezekiah and you watch what he begins to do and what he begins to 
put forth. When you go to 2 Chronicles, the 29th chapter, you're going to read. You picked up, and, and the prior chapter, if you go and read it, take the time. You'll read about Ahaz, and you'll read what he'd done. And how that now that it's turned over to Hezekiah. Amen. That's 25 years of age. And the third verse picks up in that 29th chapter. And in the first year of his reign. In the first month opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And repaired them. Hallelujah. Man, the first month, the beginning of his reign, he knew where his help was going to come from. He knew it was going to help him in the time of trouble. He knew it would be the one at an early age of 25 years of old, even though his dad had miserably failed him, even though his dad had miserably failed Judah and sold Judah. And in fact, amen, sold it to the point that the Lord, amen, when you look back over to 18th verse of the previous chapter, the Philistines also had invaded the cities of the low countries of the south of Judah. They also invaded the villages and all of these different places they had invaded and took over the Philistines had t- taken over it and as you watch this process of Hezekiah as he opens back up the doors and he begins to set things happen uh, set things up back in the house of God the Bible says if you open the doors that he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street and said unto them hear me ye Levites sanctify now yourselves what do you mean sanctify set aside a man you got to make up in your mind. Hallelujah. I'm sick of the world. I'm sick of evil. I'm sick of hopelessness. I'm sick of darkness. I'm sick of lust. I'm sick of all the ungodliness. Hey Amen. It ain't brought me nothing but heartaches and troubles and disappointment. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn my face to the, to the day star. I'm going to turn my face to Jesus Christ. I'm going to give my life over to my maker. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. The book of Revelation says he'll open doors that no man can open. He can close doors that no man can close. He's the only God. Amen. It can come to my refuge. He is a refuge. He is a, he says, it's his mercy, amen, that we're trying to tap into. It's his grace that we walk in day and now. He's the one that guides us, amen, all along the way and on this journey. So you watch what Hezekiah does. Amen. So he makes those Levites sanctify now yourselves. Sanctify the house of the Lord, God of your fathers. Carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. Huh. Yep, Ahaz had filled it up. Filled it up with garbage and trash and ungodliness and unwholesome means and ways and things. I'm telling you, we're living in a world today, the church is under attack. You hear me? The apostolic Pentecostal church is under attack. Amen. The devil's got his eyes on it. He wants to take it down. It's always been that way. All said and done, God's, the devil's always tried to destroy, tried to destroy the seed of David, trying to destroy, destroy the seed of the Messiah. He didn't want that Messiah to be born. He knew that Messiah was born. He didn't understand all of it. Maybe he didn't have all the insights. Hallelujah. But, but I'm telling you, he thought it was just going to be, you know, if he could just keep that from happening. But you know what? God always worked it out. God always had a, had a remnant, had some that was going to believe and come out on the other side. And so we're going to see some things that Hezekiah, as he begins to, what does he do? He takes out the filthiness. For our fathers have trespassed and done that which is evil in the eyes of the Lord our God. And have forsaken him and have turned away their faces and, and have... And have and from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. For also they have shut up the doors of the porch and put out the lamps. Amen. And have, have you know, just kind of closed business. Kind of cut the lights out. Huh. 
That's like me pulling up here and here in one day and just locking up all the doors, cutting out all the lights, and you know, nobody's gonna ever, you know, don't cut the grass no more, nothing's gonna ever be done. This, this place is never gonna be occupied and inhabited by anybody else again. Hallelujah. No more worship's gonna be lifted, no more hallelujahs are gonna be lifted, no more thank you, Jesus. If we let the spirit of the world have its way and we let the devil have his way, that's exactly what'll take place. But you know what? I believe the Lord's gonna have a church. I believe there's gonna be somebody that's gonna have some faith. I believe there's somebody that's gonna be calling on his name and believing in his mercy and grace and compassion and help us in a day of trouble and days of trials and things of that nature and so we, we watch what unfolded and what began to take place he goes on he talks about what went on he said wherefore the wrath of the Lord was upon Judah and Jerusalem he had delivered them to trouble and to astonishment and to hissing as ye see it with your eyes for lo our fathers have fallen by the sword our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity for this if you go back and read about Ahaz and all of this didn't turn him. He lost 120,000 of his men in one day. And that's not all. His own wives and sons and daughters, 200,000 of them was carried into captivity by Israel. And Israel themselves had come against them in the previous chapter. And 200,000 was carried into captivity. And they carry him, amen, hallelujah, when they bring him, amen, to the people there, there was about four or five gentlemen, hallelujah, certain men had understood what was going on and understood what was taking place and began to talk to them and tell them, we don't need any more wickedness. We don't need no more of the judgment of God upon us. In fact, if I was you, I wouldn't owe them people. And so you know what they've done? They left that 200,000 with them. You know what they've done? They took them back to Jericho. They took the oil, amen, and, and the, 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 the things that they had taken out of that city and they began to heal them and mend them. them it wasn't, those that wasn't able, amen, to walk. They put them on donkeys. They put them back. They knew what to do. I will tell you what. This country needs a mending power. This country needs a healing process. There's too much fighting. There's too much hate. There's too much bitterness. And everybody's used whatever excuses they want to use to do what they're going to do. But I'm telling you, amen, I'm glad I'm living for a Jesus tonight. Amen. I tore down all the petitions, tore down all the walls, that whosoever will can be saved. Nobody's, I'm telling you, nobody, everybody can be saved. Nobody's out of his reach. He's reaching, the Bible says, unto the uttermost. He's reaching into the gutters. He's reaching, you know what? That's where I was at. That's where you was at. Such were some of us. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. And thank God is still working in my life tonight. But you know what's going to keep that flowing? Some Somebody's got to keep coming to the house of God. Somebody's got to keep the lights burning. Somebody's got to be faithful. Somebody's be, be, got to be determined. I'm going to stay with it. And so Hezekiah, these are the first things he done as he began to set this thing back up in order. Amen. He says, now it is my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. My sons, be not negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him and to serve him, and that he should minister unto him and burn incense. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. He's called us out. He's separated us. We're not better than any other human on the face of this earth. You hear me? But you don't belong to yourself now. If, you, if you've repented, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, and you claim the Holy Ghost, you've been bought for the price. And you don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to, amen, to fulfill your own lust. But now you're here to represent none other but Jesus Christ. To be a witness of his love and mercy and power and grace. Of the delivering power. 
Amen. Setting free power. A life that is whole. A life that you can find completeness and totalness. A life, amen, that you can find help. Amen. Not only in this life, but in that one to come. He is the only door that leads to salvation. You try to come any other way, you come as a thing. And that's what we're here to represent. That's what we're here to, to advertise and proclaim to our lost and a dying world. And I'm telling you, the spirit of iniquity, hallelujah, is having its day. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost. I believe God's going to raise up a church. I believe God's going to raise up a remnant. I believe there's going to be somebody that's hungry and thirsty. Oh, there's going to be those that come in the house of God that's really not going to believe it. There's always been those, amen, that's sitting on the altar. It's not really interested in what God's got for them. Not really interested in the move of God. Not really interested in a change of hallelujah in their lives. But I just can't help believe there's a multitude in this community that needs this hope. They need a Bethel. They need a, 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 an opportunity, amen, to feel the true love of God. They need an opportunity to feel the real power of God. They need an opportunity to know, you know what? There is hope. Hallelujah. To overcome where I'm at. To come out of these ditches. To come out of this life. Hallelujah. And become what God desires me to come. It's not by my own power. It's not by my might. But it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And you're going to watch with Hezekiah. Now, Hezekiah just didn't take all this for granted. Uh, I, I can take you. Again, when you look at Second Chronicles, we're going to see some things. Amen. As he, the temple itself was cleansed and, and sanctified and the priest and everything was set up and put in order. The atonement for Israel and, and things of that nature began to unfold. As you turn on over and further into the chapters, you're going to see Hezekiah that makes a proclamation. He said all of Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh and that they should come into the house of the Lord at Jerusalem and keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. But a revival began to break out. Need to tell your neighbor. Need to tell your enemy. You need to tell everybody. Hallelujah. Here's a place of hope. It's not because who we are, it's because of who He is. It's not our goodness. Hallelujah. We haven't got here by ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. It's been the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. Because if the devil had his way in my life, I'd have been done a long time ago. But God's mercy's been with me. God's grace has been riding with me. I'm thankful for his mercy and grace tonight as he works upon our lives. And so the king had taken counsel with his princes and the congregation of Jerusalem and put in a Passover the second month. And they could not keep it. Amen. As at that time, because of the priests that had not what sanctified themselves. I'm going to tell you something. We need a new sanctification. I'm just going to be honest with you tonight. It do us good to get a real good sanctification. Hallelujah. Good check, amen, of the chambers of our heart and the chambers of mind. We are the temple. We're going to be the priest, amen, of Christ. And you know what? Sometimes we need to take that searchlight, that call the word of God and turn it on us and let it take a real good examination of the most inward parts of who we are and what we are. If you read in Sons of Solomon, hallelujah, it's called a goblin. Hallelujah. It's talking about the goblin that you drink wine out of. But that goblin, amen, in the Sons of Solomon was actually talking about and you may not believe this but it's the belly button you know why he was talking about the belly button because the belly button is the most centered part of the human body and so out of the centermost being of who we are amen and that that voidness and that emptiness there's only one that can really fill it up you can try to fill it up with the world you can try to fill it up with money you can try to fill it up with pride you can try to fill it up with material things you can try to fill it up with this but you'll always be empty but there's only one amen to fill up that void and that centerpiece in you and that's none other but Jesus Christ with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and nothing else and take the place and he talked to the goblin amen because there's nothing can make you more merry than the Holy Ghost there's nothing more can make you more happier than the Holy Ghost there's nothing that satisfy you more than walking in the Holy Ghost you can walk in lust if you want to or you can walk in the spirit of this world but I tell you you'll never find satisfaction or completeness the only place you're going to find you don't even have to have no money but you can find satisfaction and completeness amen walking in the Holy Ghost if you'll let him become the sin of your most being it. Hey, don't stop there when you go to the New Testament 
out of your belly shall flow. <laughs> out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Silver and gold can't buy this. Positions cannot fulfill this. The only thing can is the Lord Himself. It's our Redeemer, it's our Savior. So when you watch this unfold, and it really begins to take place, that God sanctifies the people, sets some things in order. Amen. And, and we see different things that happen. Uh, it's Second Chronicles. You can go back and read some of that. Time's not going to allow me. I know my time's up already. But give me just a few minutes if you don't mind. Give me a few minutes here. I want you, it was a day of trouble for Hezekiah. It was a day of trial and, and difficulties and things of that nature. Amen. That was taking place in his life. And in here... Amen. As, as, as the scribe and the secretary and the, the three most important men in his life came back, they had rent their clothes. They had sackcloth on and they was weeping and, and crying because of the messenger. Amen. That sent. Now, here's the seriousness of this. And I'll talk about it maybe more in depth just a little bit. But give me just a few minutes. You know what made this so serious for Hezekiah here? After, after he actually went and built a second wall, he'd actually built amen, a wall up to the top of the towers. They had actually shut the water off so when the enemy come they wouldn't find plenty of water I mean he had done made all kind of the, uh, the decisions and, and, and put everything in order done everything he could in his own power he knew that the Assyrians was coming they had been successful and, and you, if you go back and read the scriptures you're going to find out that he even makes a comment as he talks to the people he said there hasn't been not one God amen of any of the other nations have been able to deliver from my king not one not one single one of them had ever one of them come under subjection ever one of them lost the battle. Who do you think? And you watch this. Hey man, he, he, the, the, the messengers came attacking Hezekiah. You're going to read scriptures like this. Hey man, in 2 Kings, hallelujah, you're going to, you're going to read, the, uh, he talks about, he said, Rabshakeh says unto the, speak now to Hezekiah. Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria. Oh yeah, the great king. Uh, speak to Hezekiah. I'm going to tell you something. There's attack against the ministry. You can believe that if you want to. You can do what, what you want to about it. Amen. But I'm telling you, there is an attack. Amen. Even among the apostolic Pentecostal people, the one God people, there's an attack. Amen. Against the ministry. If the ministry ever need to walk in the Holy Ghost and be guided by God, it's now. Guide us every step along the way. In fact, these settings of Scripture talks about that how that God, when He talks about the end, He guides them all along the way. But listen to what's being said here. Amen. He says, Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this within thy trust? He's talking about in heaven. And what he had told them. How to stand true and, and not to fear. And not to be afraid. And not to say one word to him. As they stood on the wall. The 18th chapter. 2 Kings 18 to 22. It goes from that. And he says. But if he say unto me. We trust in the Lord our God. Is not that he whose high places. And, and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away. And hath said to the Judah and Jerusalem. Ye shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. What's he telling? Hey this is a guy. A man that took the serpent down. Because Moses serpent was put up and because the Israelites had made it a God. Amen. And made their way of worship. Watch this. There's some people made holy as a God and don't know nothing about the God. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people knows about a lot of stuff but they really don't know God. True holiness starts on the inward part. True holiness starts in the heart. True holiness starts in the spirit of a man. True holiness starts in the mind of a man. And without that there's no true holiness. You can dress and do everything else but without the true holiness of God that starts on the inside. The holiness on the outside is never going to show up. 
But I tell you, even this oldness on the outside is under full attack from the enemy doing everything it can. Amen. To slip and slide and board it up and do this and do that. So what are you going to do? Which way are you going to turn? Psalmist put it this way. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Amen. When you look at 2 Chronicles 32. And he set captains of order over the people and gathered them together to him in the streets of the gates of the cities and spoke comfortably to them saying, Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of, the king of, for the king of Assyria nor for all the multitude that is with him. Now watch this. They done took Samaria which was Israel. Capital. They done took all of Israel. They done took all the other nations and people up to this point. But they hadn't, that wasn't it. By the time we get here, they also had taken 46 cities of Judah. There was only one city that was left. One. Jerusalem. That Hezekiah was the king. It's a terrible day, God. We're the only city left. I've done everything I knew to do to prepare for this hour and moment. But it's bigger than us. There's no way. We don't have the resources of the men. They even mock him and make light of him. Tell him, hey, we'll give you 2,000 horses if you think you can man them. If you think you can find the men to put on them. So what you got to do, you got to turn to Egypt. Egypt's like a broken reed. You lean on it, it'll just suck you up in your hand. They sure can't come to your rescue. Well, that devil's all the time saying you can't make it. and You can't do this and you can't overcome that. But I'm telling you, the day you seek God with all of your heart, you can find victory. I don't care where you're at tonight. I don't care what kind of struggles you got. When you call on this living God through Jesus Christ, he'll come to your rescue. He'll move. He'll operate. He'll start setting things in motion. So as we watch this. He says, with him is an arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us. And to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. After this... Did Sennacherib, king of Assyria, send his servants to Jerusalem? But he himself had laid siege against Lachish and all of his powers. I'd love to go in time to tell that. I know my time's up. But, but again, he sent it to Hezekiah. Now, God done promised him, done promised through the prophet, a man, that God was going to fight this battle and that God was going to bring him out. How do you believe that God can fight our battles? <laughs> How do you believe that uh, God's going to see this church through? How I many of you believe we're in a troubled day and a troubled hour? And, and I'm, I'm going to jump the gun just a little bit here. You can stand. I, I know I've done past my time a couple of minutes here. About ten minutes. Praise God. But, but I want to bring something to your attention. In Jeremiah 30, 5 and 7. For thus saith the Lord, 
We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask ye now, and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins. The time is so troubled and so painful that men... Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his lawns as a woman in travail. And all the faces are turned into paleness, a sickly pale. You ever seen somebody under so much pain they just turn pale and almost pass out and break out in a sweat? And this is the agony. This is the pain. This is... Huh. Bible 7th verse says, alas. Alas is actually it's, it's an exhalation. It's an expression of grief or pity or concerned. For that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. But here's the key to that. That's a, that's a, that's a terrible day, isn't it? That's going to be a horrible day, isn't it? It really is. If you see anywhere near what the, the writer, the prophet's telling us. But let's listen to the rest of the verse. But he shall be saved. Out of it. But he shall be saved. Out of it. There's some Israelites. There's a church. You hear me? I don't know what all we're going to go through. I don't know how far through the journey. And what all we're going to face. But I'm here to tell you tonight. The troubled day. We know where to come. We know who to put our trust in. What about it tonight? Sister Moore you can come. And I know our time. But I'm not going to worry about the time right now. I'm telling you, we're in a troubled hour, in a troubled day. And it's a time that we ought to be praying. It's a time we ought to be seeking God and the hand of God and the favor of God and the mercy of God. We've got to have God's help, folks. We, 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 we're finding ourselves in a place. Your money, amen. Son of God. Men, I'm going to tell you something. Some of you are some pretty good-sized men in here. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're not careful, you'll see a day, amen, that your strength won't do the job, buddy. Your strength won't get you out of it. You think you're real smart and real wise and all this other stuff, but you'll find out you'll need a day, man. I needed God, man. I need something that's far beyond me and my power and my strength and my ability to come to my rescue. That's what Hezekiah found. He knew we didn't have a chance. Amen. Why did they cry out to, to the man of God and for the man of God to send word to them? And I know I haven't done this message nowhere near justice tonight. Hallelujah. What's in store and what's laying up. And we, we may pick it back up again Wednesday night. But I'm here to tell you in this troubled hour. Hallelujah. One of the key things that we can do in this pandemic. Amen. We're going to come to the house of God. We're going to find the help. Amen. It's not from man. I'm not going to put my trust. Amen. In man. I'm going to put. Not in myself. I'm going to put my trust. I'm going to put my trust. Amen. In my own talent or in my own skills or own abilities. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put my trust in this book. I'm going to put my trust in the God. Amen. That I know that's alive and well. I'm going to put my trust calling on the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When others say there's no need. No. I'm not going to give up. Hallelujah. I'm going to believe. I'm going to trust. Hallelujah. This God, this Savior, this Redeemer that can help me, that can move upon my heart. My soul. I'll tell you, we're in a trouble time. It's not a day. It's not an hour to play games with your soul. It's not an hour to gamble. Amen. Because I'm telling you, this thing is coming to a close. You got to remember, this is the same writer. 
lead us in the first chapter. God speaks to this writer, Jeremiah. He warns him, he says, hey. He said, if this has got you so torn up and so, so blown back and so out of kelter, what you going to do when the horsemen show up? Can I say this again tonight? I'm not being ugly. But I am a little astonished, a little bewildered of what this pandemic's done to some. And they're trusting God, relying on Him to keep us, to help us in this journey. God's been good to this church. God's been very good to this church, ladies and gentlemen. And very merciful. Very kind. But you know one of the reasons I believe that? is because I believe there's some faithful folks out here who's bonded with me and said every day, God, you can put a hedge around us. You can keep us from that COVID. And if he doesn't keep us, but God, you can bring us through it. And he's done it. He's kept that promise so far. We haven't lost not one single one. Some we should have. That report you got from that lady tonight was one that got it. That the scientists and doctors and medical field said there's no way under the sun. She's, a, she's doomed. She listened to all of them. She had no hope whatsoever. Hmm? Am I telling the truth? I'm not down to that. I'm for the medical. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for what you're coming. Don't, don't take this wrong tonight. But I'm telling you tonight. I'm going to trust God. We got to believe in God. If we're going to have revival, it's going to be by the mighty hand of God. He's going to pull them out. We're just a little too accustomed to our, our, our comfort zone, our, our, our isolation, our little country church that we're not exposed to. Those things are supposed to be happening in the city churches. Those, those, those spirits and individuals. And, and it's coming. It's coming right here in Bendale, Mississippi. So now we're going to take on the challenge like Hezekiah. You know what God done for him? I know I didn't go to the scriptures. God sent one angel. God sent him one angel. The only city that was left, the city that God had chosen. And thank God for Hezekiah. He didn't have no perfect daddy by a long shot. But he made up in his mind. And within the first weeks, the months, he opened the doors of the house. He began to restore. You know what God wants to do? He wants to restore in this house tonight. It's not this building. It's you and I as individuals. As a writer told us, know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The place where God comes and takes up a bold. I believe God's in the business tonight of rebaptizing the church. Moving in the chambers and the minds and the heart. You'd be shocked the warfare goes on right up here. 
I'm pastor, buddy. I'm, 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 I know where I'm at. You'd be surprised what, what small things could distract some of us. There's a certain little activity going on outside. We have a hard time praying in prayer meeting. I'm going to go a step further. I could turn some loose and they'd handle that a lot differently. But you know what? God, help us handle it your way. God, please help us. God, please help us handle it your way. Because he's in the saving business. And you know what? I've got to be saved myself. And I've got to make sure that I take... As he, as he cleaned out that temple, buddy, took all the, the polluting things, he took them out. You're not going to like this, but it's the truth. We can say what we want to, but life and heartaches and disappointments, agreements and disagreements. And I, can, can I say this? I know we've got some visitors, but I'm going to say this. I am almost astounded and shocked of what requesting for stockings on this platform has caused. I'm being honest. I am being absolutely honest. I am almost overwhelmed. But you know what I'm, I'm, I'm realizing? We're not as mature as we claim to be. We're not as sold out as we say we are. That's the mistake yours were made. They said it with this. But this wasn't in it. I mentioned this at the wedding. 20 years ago, this nation was tested. 20 years ago, Saturday. 9-11. They come in on them twin towers. They come into the Pentagon. Watch this. This nation put two Two pilots and two separate jets without missiles, without any of that, on a suicide mission headed for an airplane. The only thing that kept them from being able to fulfill that mission was that plane, the people on that plane took it into their hands and it crashed in that field before they got there. the only thing. One of them was a young lady that crawled in that cockpit. Said we had a mission. One was going to take the, 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 uh, the front, the pilot part of the plane. The other one's going to take the tail route. Stop that plane from because it was headed to the White House and they was going to stop it. Now watch this. What did that tackle do for this nation 20 years ago? What did this nation do? Because when you hit somebody to the core and the foundation, the foundation rises up. What she's founded, what she's built upon, what she's sold out to is what rises up in her. That's the same way with the church. 
And only those that's founded on the true foundation. They're going to curl together, buddy. This thing's not about me. This is not about me. It is because I chose a lot to get on this foundation. Even Paul told us, he said, you've got to be careful how you build on the foundation. But if you build on the foundation, you've got to get on. The foundation's not an option. You've got to get on the foundation. Build gold, silver, stone, or hay, stubble, and wood. He goes as far as saying you can burn up, your works can burn up, but your soul can be saved because you're on the right foundation. But you know what the point I'm trying to make here? The foundation of this country is what pulled us together. Senators stepped out on the steps and began to sing some of them old, old gospel songs. Because they knew where this country lied and the strength of this country. It was founded upon some principles out of this old black book. It wasn't because we were smarter or educated. No. But we believed in a Messiah. We believed in this old black book. And we had some leadership that believed in it. And that's what Hezekiah in a day of trouble. See, that's what a day of trouble would do. I can break it right down to a family, to a home, to an individual, to a church, to a nation, to a community. Let's stand. Let's stand for this God. Stand for this truth. Just get our minds and our hearts and spirits made up. I'm not going to be against my brother and sister. Be very careful. I'm going to be very careful. When it comes to my brother and sister. Why don't you take a time and just sing a little bit of the song? Why don't we just come? Why don't, if you would, if you can, if you like, I'm not trying to force nobody, but why don't we just come to the front for just a moment and say, God, unify us, join us together, help us, help us, Father. And I know, I know, I, I, there's a lot I didn't touch in this lesson tonight about Hezekiah, but but I want to tell you something. The messengers came. They'd done everything they could to rob the words that Hezekiah told them. Don't, watch this, two things they focused on. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. If you let the enemy, you won't never believe in a revival. That preacher, he's just working up. We won't never get that feel. We won't do this. We won't do that. We won't. You know what's the second thing? Confidence. If we'd be honest tonight, if we'd really be honest tonight, where our confidence level's at tonight, not only in me, but in one another. Where it was 20 years ago. And we would really be honest. It liable to shock us. 
Because that enemy, for 20 years, now you watch this. If they think the Taliban's going to stay over there now, Afghanistan and do, that's not going to happen. You know the second thing we better worry about? It's all that military stuff we left over there. They get in and load it up and go to Israel. And that's going to be on our. This thing's winding up. This thing's coming together. And spiritually speaking, come on, let's don't kid ourselves. The church is under attack. They think we're loonies. They think we're off our rockers. Because what we believe. But we can back it up. And it's forever settled in heaven. You can't change it. I can't change it. But you know what we can do? We can let it change us. I want to be changed. I'm glad he's still working on me tonight. How about you? I'm glad. And he could have. I told, I told him this week. God, you could have thrown me out in the field. There's been times he could just. But thank God for his mercy. That he didn't. God, we've all been there. We've all experienced it. As they sing for a minute, I know my time's gone. God bless them. Let's sing a minute. Let's just, let's just soak this in a little bit. Let's just let God and His presence, His Word, and to trust Him. To trust Him. We've got to trust Him. We've got to believe His Word. Listen to it. somebody and let's just pray for one another lift up one another here tonight we need you Jesus we need your mercy we need your grace give us a visitation in this house tonight a touch in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Fill this house with your love. Fill this house with your presence. Fill this house with your mercy. Jesus.
scriptures tonight the closing of Hezekiah and the results the Bible makes it very plain he guided them every step of the way God's still in the guiding business he's the greatest GPS that you and I can have and guess what he's going to stay in the framework of this old book right here Let's open our hearts, our ears unto his voice, to his touch, to his will. For this is what this fell under. Not my will, but thy will be done. We want the will of the Father in this pandemic. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Pray for all of these, especially uh, Stacy Ford, Patsy. They're going to have... Uh, her wake tomorrow night in Beaumont and then uh, a graveside service Friday so remember that family keep them before the Lord then the summer all family Friday night at moments 6 to 9 and then 11 Saturday uh, summer all they have a graveside service there for her okay love you appreciate you pray for one another God bless you tonight
appreciate you so much.